Opposite of a sausage fest. Yeah, it is. I'm Lindsay Stidham. And I'm Angela Gullner, and we want to be better feminists. Damn it. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Because being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. But the best resource is each other. That's why we do this thing. Yeah. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the badass that was Amelia Earhart and the amazing musical comedy it inspired. Let's jump on in. Yes. We have amazing comedian, musicians, writers, actors in here to talk about it. Um, to my right. Starting with me? Manny, let me guess. Uh-huh. Hagopian? Yeah! Nice. Killed it. <laughs> um, Is a writer and musician based out of Los Angeles. That's right. You're going to read the whole bio. I can. <laughs> no, don't. Earhart is the latest musical <laughs> to hit the stage <laughs> since its it. 2015 to 2016 run right of assistance. Well, you also are known for writing the blockbuster award-winning video game that's franchise right. Titanfall. That's right. I'm with currently wearing like t-shirt says. <laughs> all I wear is, that's all the clothes I own. Um, Manny <laughs> is the writer of the aforementioned musical comedy uh, based on Amelia Earhart. It's called Earhart? Is that correct? It is called Earhart More Than a Fucking Mystery. Yeah. Oh, great. Excellent. Can we say that? Can we say mystery? swear. Mystery, no. No, okay. We are proudly... She's more than a fucking M. Proudly yeah. labeled as explicit on iTunes. Yeah. We, we wear oh, that label proudly. Oh, well done. Thanks. To Manny's right is a fellow... Campfire Media <laughs> member, yeah, yes. Muriel Montgomery, Los Angeles baked, uh, baked. Yeah, were yeah. you baked here? Yes, I was. <laughs> were you? No, oh. I was baked in Seattle. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. A Los Angeles-based actor, improviser, funny person. She hosts the podcast Hella in Your Thirties. Yes, that you should check out. It's a Sister podcast. Yeah. We'll call it a sister. Yeah. We're sister podcast. Yeah. yeah. We're related podcasts. Yeah. Aww. You'll probably find us on the same website. I think we <laughs> might. I think the so. Yeah. Google. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Muriel performs hilarious scripted musicals at UCB LA every month <laughs> with quick and funny musicals. It's a, it says hilarious online. That's a promise. Sure does. <laughs> yeah. That's a Muriel I guarantee. I inspired to compete with other people on a program that were like very <laughs> aggressive. You know what? You got to own it because I am sure they are. Hilarious, and what was the other descriptor? I don't want to say it. Oh, it was just hilarious. Was it just hilarious? Better no. be. 
Hilarious. Yeah, I can, that's all you need. Hilarious and amazing. I'm gonna add amazing. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> it's true. Also, I'm borderline obsessed with the social media for Hella in your 30s. <laughs> Check it out. Like, I feel like I deeply know Muriel and Nick, and like everybody should be a part of their relationship. Like but join their join their relationship. That is so <laughs> nice. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty ridiculous. We do a lot of really stupid things together. I love it. Yes. And last but not least, we have Kristen, I didn't get a bio from. Her bio's just too long to send in an email. Yes, that's what it was. It wasn't me just falling into a pit of despair. I mean, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares what my bio is? The rest of the podcast is just going to be you listening to your accomplishments yeah. for a full it's just re- hour. It's just resume I'll coaching. I'll start with my my college theater yes, experience. Yes, I do. Oh, I was baked in Minnesota. <laughs> were you baked in Minnesota? I was. Me too. You were? Yeah, what part? I was baked in Eden Prairie. I was baked in Woodbury. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I love I... meeting a Minnesotan. I do too. I get so really excited. Happy. Yeah. Oh. What high school did you go to? I went to Eden Prairie High School. Yeah. That monstrosity. Yeah. yeah. Woodbury. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're famous in Minnesota. Um, I love that. I, th- I think that should be your only resume credit. Baked in Minnesota. <laughs> Baked yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. Slash famous there. And so how many of the Earhart team are present in this room right now? We have three out of how many? Uh, the whole team. Uh, there's, I think, nine. No, ten, including myself, I guess. Okay, so. I don't know. I always count when I send emails. I'm like, nine. Okay. <laughs> so cool. It takes, it takes yeah. ten people to decode the mystery of Amelia Earhart. Mm, but ten. only one one lovely brain. Oh, what? I gestured to Maddie, but we're on a podcast. <laughs> all bodies involved are female, though. Yes. It is an all-female yeah. musical That's comedy production about one of the OG feminists. Yeah. It is, uh, except for two. However, they play... Uh, we don't um, talk about them. They play. They play their characters in uh, in drag. They're they are they are drag queens, and so they have drag characters outside <gasps> oh, of the show. God. Those, those characters play characters in the show. That's excellent. So, that. Fun. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Well, they're we the ones like that take us through. Yeah, they're oh. the oh. journey. They're like the narrators for the beginning, mm-hmm. bookending it and stuff. So. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we like to start every podcast with a question to make you either sweat or jump for joy. Are you a feminist? Why or why not? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. We all look at the man. (laughs) What do you have to say? I don't think you can't. Not be. I mean, you'd oh, be you'd, surprised. I mean, unless you cannot not, be. not here in this. That's been wait, proven wait, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, you know, it's like, can't say. I mean, you can, but you you're not going to be sweating. Like, not that we're, no, we're, we're a free country right now ish. Yeah. We're free ish. So you can say what you want to say. Yeah. Okay. For now, oh, good. don't get used then, to it. No, I don't think God, women should have rights. Boo women. <laughs> <laughs> um, any reasons why? Because it, it is stupid not to. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's my inflammatory, in, unintelligent one-word response. <laughs> and I won't back it up. Uh, I complete, I'll piggyback on that one. <laughs> You, stupid. It's just stupid not to. I Great. mean, it doesn't make any sense. It literally, like, 
it makes no sense. Like, it is stupid not to be a feminist. That's what I think. Say it, Manny. Say it's stupid not to be. Stupid. Say it's stupid, Manny. Say it's stupid. Dumb. I feel like it's, it's harder. Stupid. It's a harder choice to say you're not a feminist because you're, then you're actually making more work in a way. You're kind of like saying that people can't do stuff. Where I'd rather be just be like, everyone do whatever you want. Yes. You know? Anarchy. Yeah. You heard right. it here. Manny's <laughs> yeah. okay. an anarchist. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, now that you can all stay alive for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> what if we said no? Would, would that just be like, <laughs> I mean, like We well, basically the- had a whole episode about somebody who wasn't sure that if they were. So, you, I mean. Man or woman? Uh, a, a, man. a man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, hopefully people always answer that question honestly. And we've also had people come on who are like, I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that. It's been, like, really interesting to ask people that question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an, it's it's a more at least for me a more uh recent term like at least something that i've always practiced but i didn't know that's what it was called like when i was in sure. high school no one was like are you a feminist and i'm like what i wouldn't know what that same. means same which is like and weird if you describe it if you're like do you think women should have rights <laughs> or equal rights to men I was, oh, yeah obviously yeah it's weird that some people are scared of but. the word you know what yeah. I mean? Like just the word, they're scared to say that they're that thing because they're afraid it sounds <sighs> like too much. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, feminazi. Or they're like afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, I absolutely grew up thinking for like until I got into college that feminism was something about like not at all what it meant. <laughs> like, I, I think that that's probably true with lots of people, which is so weird that the world has changed so fast since then. Because I feel like now everyone kind of understands it as like equal rights for everybody. But I think there was, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe people have different definitions. But yeah, it's like when I was growing up, I feel like it was this like nebulous, crazy, like other thing or like yeah, some sort of it was political like, it felt statement. like it was a part of history instead of the now. Yeah. There was like this like, time of the Clinton slash early Bush administration where like I don't know the country's country's economy was good and I don't know ladies weren't super angry (laughs) it seemed like everything was like white ladies weren't super angry yeah 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 yeah, Yeah. exactly (laughs) white married ladies whose lives were taken care of weren't like super angry in like the suburbs but um but it did yeah it's weird how it goes through waves we're in a wave yeah (laughs) We're an exciting wave, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so, too. Totally. Well, I was so delighted to learn a teensy tiny bit about Amelia Earhart today as I was prepping for this, but I cannot wait to learn more. But I'm going to turn to the the great uh, literary documentative archival service that is Wikipedia to uh, <laughs> well throw a, a <laughs> couple of fast facts. Uh, she was born uh, July 24th, 1897, disappeared July 2nd, 1937. Um, she was the first female uh, aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. She uh, received the U.S. Distinguished Flying Cross for this accomplishment, set a bunch of other records, did awesome stuff that we'll talk about. One of the things I was most excited to learn is that she was like friends with Eleanor Roosevelt. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, 
Roosevelt shared many of Earhart's interests and passions, especially women's causes. After flying with Earhart, Roosevelt ob- obtained a student permit um, to learn how to fly. The two friends communicated frequently throughout their lives. Um, I don't know. I thought that was cool. I just like wanted to imagine just like friend dates between mm-hmm. just flying around. I just flying yeah. around together, just like being awesome ladies doing big stuff. Um, Roosevelt was she was a rad lady in general. She really yeah. was about equal rights and also had a lot of rad friends, including the best sharpshooter alive at the time. <laughs> I know random facts about Eleanor Roosevelt. She just had rad lady friends. This Russian lady who was a really good sharpshooter. Eleanor Roosevelt was like, do you want to travel with me and get people to join the war? Anyway, great. She's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved this quote that I found from Amelia Earhart, again, via Wikipedia. Women must try to do things as men have, have tried. When they fail, their failure must be a challenge to others. And I loved that. Yeah. That's the theme of our show. Oh, what a transition. That quote. Cool. Literally. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Excellent. That's sort of our finale. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our finale is come on, everybody fail. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that, that so much. <laughs> yeah. It's a story of explaining that uh, or just sharing the idea that uh, that success, that failing is sometimes more successful than succeeding. And I, yeah. in regards to Amelia Earhart, I relate that to. Um, the fact that nobody knows. I mean, I, I can ask you now, and you maybe you've done research, you might know, but who the first person was who flew around the world? I have no, no idea. idea. And you don't know that even the first woman to fly around the world. Mm-mm. But you do know who Amelia Earhart is. Yeah. yeah. Everyone does. Yeah. So her failure was more of a success than if she succeeded. Because if she flew around the world, not to say she might not, she might have done awesome stuff, but the fact that she failed and the fact that she said that quote it's kind of ironic and perfect because that failure caused other people, other female pilots to say, oh, well, Amelia didn't do it. That gives me the opportunity to try to be the first woman to fly around the world, which did happen mm-hmm. and uh, and grew that sort of interest in flying. So Yeah. Even though she disappeared. <laughs> Which is cool. I mean, it's, it's so, it, there's so much like intrigue and it feels like, there's something like seductive and big and hope, almost hopeful about the fact that she disappeared. And it's almost like she's like, at least from, I don't know, I'm not an expert at all, but I just remember learning about her in school. And I don't know, there's almost something, she, she has obtained like mythic mm-hmm. status yeah. and that's so powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's start at the very beginning, Manny. Uh-huh. Why Amelia Earhart and where did the inception of this piece come from? Um, it started when I was very young. I, I had always been really obsessed with like conspiracy theories and like uh, the unexplained mysteries and stuff like that. And um, when I, I got older, I even got I got interested in Amelia Earhart because of her unexplained you know, disappearance. And I always did research on my own. I was like, oh, I wonder what happened to her. Was she abducted by aliens? All this stuff. I was so obsessed with that. And about two years ago or a year and a half ago or something, 
um, I went to the Smithsonian in D.C. where I saw the Amelia Earhart exhibit. And that's where I learned about sort of all of her accomplishments. And I wanted to go to that exhibit because I wanted to be like, oh, that's Amelia who disappeared, like the mystery. Like, I'm, I love that. I'm, I'm so obsessed with that stuff. And then when I learned of all these accomplishments, like some of the ones you listed, um, I sort of kind of got pissed off at myself <laughs> that I didn't know any of that. And it got to a point where I was just like, why isn't, why is this, not what people are talking about when it comes to her. And I even went to uh, Disneyland. Mm -hmm. They, If you go to that Soarin' Around the World ride, mm -hmm. if you wait in the line, there's literally a picture. There's a bunch of pictures of aviators, and one of them is Amelia Earhart, and it has a little plaque that says some of her accomplishments, but literally the last line says... However, she will always be known for her mysterious disappearance over the uh, on her uh, trip to try to go around the world. And I'm like, fuck you, she is. <laughs> <laughs> no, she shouldn't be known by that. That's come on. She's the first she was the first person to fly from California to Hawaii and California to Mexico. Like the first person, not just male or female. And then yet yeah, everyone's like, yeah, but she's just she, you know, we don't know what happened to her, so did she really even do that? So yeah. like, <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It's tough. It's tough out there for a lady aviator. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, so so you got obsessed with her, and then you were like, okay, it's time to do a musical. It's her time for a musical. Like, well, I got obsessed. What was the with next her. step to being like, I'm now I'm gonna write a musical? Well, I've been writing here. musicals for a while, and I and the the show I wrote uh, before this, I worked. Uh, I uh, did a Tanya Harding the musical at UCB oh, yes. with Jesse Esparza, and that show ran for a while. So I kind of did had, you know the movie was coming? I uh, we did that we did that musical four years ago. Oh my and, god! And I actually have connections to the guy who wrote I Tanya. Oh my Amazing. god! And uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> so, uh, oh, no. Our show did really well, and I knew I wanted to do a show that I could sort of do myself and also like own the rights to because with Tanya we would have to get life rights from her if we wanted to expand yeah, outside of UCB sure. and stuff so then when the idea when I was looking at this stuff about Amelia Earhart I was like like I said I was pissed off at myself and so therefore I wanted to write a show for myself to try to tell the story to myself Yeah, and it just made sense like I'll do it as a musical I'll do another musical because I want to do another one so what that's the most I interesting topic mm -hmm. for me I love people whose brains think in musicals. Oh, yeah. So cool. what an amazing, cool thing. <laughs> I mean, you're all singing a musical right now as you talk to me. That's how I see the <laughs> Delightful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Does Earhart have any any people connected to her relative-wise who she, has a, she had a sister. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. are there descendants of the sister who are alive? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Cool. I believe so. But yeah, her sister lived until, I think, the 70s maybe okay yeah i think she was fairly Rad. older yeah you better you best get after those sister relatives and be like look i'm gonna go hollywood with this <laughs> <laughs> i don't have to in theater you all if they're dead you don't need life rights okay yeah so that's why if you want to write a story about someone who's alive you just kill them yes. are they gonna argue that we don't know if she's dead no because she was <laughs> declared dead oh yeah i think uh what Three years after her, her disappearance in thirty something, nineteen forty. I don't have that Wikipedia. You failed me. I don't have that fact down. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Well, there was a, we we had a little chat in the green room before we came in, and there was a ru- little rumor in the rumor mill that Muriel knows a shit ton about <laughs> Muriel Amelia Earhart. He's making fun was that of incorrect me. or that was, was it correct? incorrect? Oh, <laughs> do you want to make up a bunch of stuff? I could make up a ton of stuff. I know. I started. I I uh, was super excited about this show because it was an old female cast, and I was like, yeah. oh, that is so so fun to work with. Uh, like a bunch of ladies. And then um, I read the script and the part that I'm playing is Amelia Earhart's husband. And I read it and I was like, oh, this is so funny. (laughs) Because like, you know, I thought it was like, just like, it's a really funny, like kind of crazy character. But like also, how do you deal with someone, I think at that age, who's, it's almost like this. Like I remember like, like Manny and I have kind of talked about it and he was saying like, you didn't really like envision that character to be super absurd, right? And or like, uh, super I, I yeah, funny because well, at least I just didn't think it was funny until you were like took it and, and made it amazing. <laughs> so I was like, oh my god, this is the coolest character ever. And he like, and he didn't think it was funny. And I was like, I think that the thing that's funny to me about it is like in that time period, Amelia Earhart is so amazing. That it's stupid for any dude to be like in charge, you know what I mean? But like all of the scenes are kind of based on like they, I mean they're they're based on like you know what happened and like mm-hmm. he was her manager and he didn't marry her and he did have like it's just this sort of false sense of like superiority sure. and so like in real you know it's like it's just funny when you're kind of getting into it it's just like of course she's just too big to really think that you're in charge of what's happening yeah so anyway, that was like a fun it's been fun to play that character in drag and just be like so just be like it's stupid that i would be in charge of you you're way cooler than me <laughs> <laughs> so what is there a specific time period that the musical covers oh um, of her life oh wait, wait musically or, or do you talk about Oh, just like like what in, is the story? Yeah, what is, what the, is the story? What's the timeline of the story? The timeline, yeah. the story takes place right after Amelia did her first flight across the Atlantic, uh-huh. which was not solo. The Got first it. flight she did was actually she was a passenger, uh, and she became the first woman to fly across the Atlantic. But she knew that she wasn't because there were actually two guys flying the plane and she was just the passenger. And there was a big publicity stunt to try to see, hey, we got the first woman to fly across the Atlantic. Because she was like, fuck that shit. I want to do it on my own. Hell yeah. And everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. And she just put the money together uh, and she did it. She flew across the Atlantic by herself to prove to everyone that she was actually the best pilot. That's yeah. so dope. She's that so cool. And so that's was... where it takes place, right okay. after that first flight where she has those doubts of like, I didn't fly across the Atlantic. Not yet. Cool. And she was a pretty big celebrity in her day, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 She was one of, definitely one of the top, I mean, in regards to like what you, we consider celebrity today. I mean, she was pretty much on every outlet you can think of mm-hmm. from like uh, TV, like commercial, like a, I don't know, poster ads and magazines and all that stuff. And I'm pretty sure she's been on stamps. Mm, uh, yeah. She's, she's oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that's like the biggest you can get. You're on a stamp. <laughs> You're going through the mail. <laughs> and that was another cool thing about her is like she also didn't 
even though she was um in a, a model for like a lot of advertisements and stuff and uh you would see her everywhere she still just did her casual like all right take the damn picture type of attitude like she had really short hair she didn't she wore jeans and stuff like she just did what she did and people li- loved her for that uh and she wouldn't change to try to fit the stereotype of what you should have been in the 30s. So, Very I read cool. some stuff about her being, you know, your typical tomboy growing up and not, you know, refusing to play nice and climbing trees and getting dirty, you know, the, you know, breaking the molds from a young age. It's cool to. I don't know, it's cool to think about it. There was also this quote that said that she had a sh- like a shy charm about her oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. people really responded mm-hmm. to. I kind of hate that description, though. Shy charm. (laughs) (laughs) Really? I thought it was really endearing. I was like, oh, yeah, she's, like, doing her business, and she's, like, not, she's not, it doesn't seem like she was one who was, like, performing a role, you know? She was just, like, doing her, and people responded to it. That's how she even lived her life. I mean, in in the show, one of the things is that um, George Putnam, who Muriel plays, uh, had asked her to, like, to marry him so many times, I think it was like thirteen times. Yeah, lucky number thirteen. And she yeah. said, she kept saying no. And she's yeah. like, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to be tied down to you. Like she's like, I'm doing my shit, and yeah. and he kept wanting to think like, this is how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to get married, and she's like, let me alone. I'm doing my thing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Manny wrote a cool. I mean, the scene that scene's really sweet. It's like when they finally get engaged. He's asked her like so many times, mm-hmm. and then. She like says yes without him asking. So she's like about that question, and he's like, "What do you mean?" (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, like she's just always. It's real. It's super charming. Yeah, the story of George Putnam is is, and I'm I'm I from what I've done on all my research, I came to this sort of conclusion from what I've seen. But what I learned a lot about is that he kind of was like your typical dude in the beginning of their relationship until he started truly falling in love with her and he became one of the only people that supported her on all of this stuff uh so one of the the song that Kristen and muriel sing mm-hmm. um <laughs> muriel plays george putnam and uh Kristen plays george putnam's reflection and they do a song <laughs> together where they uh kind of just she understands that she's in love with amelia yeah, yeah. is that something you could sing for us yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, that's hopefully. wait. Is they that your him. is your can role we? the whole musical George Putnam's reflection? <laughs> no, 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 no. I I have one of the coveted roles. Um, what they call in the biz ensemble. <laughs> <laughs> I have the privilege of playing several different roles. Okay. Okay. Short um, periods um, of time. So I was just like, does George's reflection haunt him the whole yeah, musical? The whole That's actually amazing. <laughs> I just lurk around in the back Time of the for stage. Time for a rewrite. Yeah. Around. yeah, you're like, boo, George. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it would be amazing if you guys wanted to Yeah, say, we would love George. to hear. Yeah, yeah, we can totally say. Yeah, we can do that. Um, yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll oh, order no. it now. Well, I mean, well, or if it's easier can. to get out your guitar and sing all of them at once, whatever you want. We'll do another question as you guys prepare. How about that? Oh, guitar. Sure. Okay, cool. Kristen also plays... Uh, um, oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Fred Noonan. Fred Noonan. Yeah, Fred Noonan, who's the navigator who actually flew with Amelia and also disappeared. So, with her. With her. Yeah. And he's an alcoholic, right? Was he an alcoholic? Is that real? That's what. Yeah, he was an alcoholic. He was a known alcoholic, but it's unsure of whether or not that was. That played cause, into you know? the. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, while Manny gets out his guitar, what are some of your favorite theories of what happened to her? Mm. <laughs> I mean, this is a big question, so we might take a pause while you guys like warm up to sing to, to answer. Or you can just think on it till after the song. I and just classic living on a beach somewhere. That's what I thought too. I thought the same thing. I feel like she's she alive. And Fred like, just chilling. Yeah. Having some pina colada somewhere. Yeah. yeah. They just know. can't find her. I like that she one doesn't want to be found. I like that I like she landed. That. That's my favorite one too, mm-hmm. that she lived and landed and was just like, ah, this is our island. What are the other ones? Like alien abduction. One where the other gray taken area. Taken by between. the Japanese was one that I found. Yeah, that just came out. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's bullshit. The the Great. photograph in that was actually dated uh, in a it's in a book dated before she disappeared, so uh-huh. it's not before she even left for the flights. So. Uh-huh. No, but people are that's people are still today like obsessed with finding out what happened to her. Like mm-hmm. it's still like because j- just last year was actually the fiftieth anniversary, and that's why people started yeah. like, oh, I, we found her. You know, I've actually donated to the the uh, uh, it's I think it's called Tiger or Tigra. And it's a, uh, um, ooh. There's improv tonight. People, fans of Tiger. It's the Search for Amelia Earhart organization, so they've been searching for her forever. Wow. Um, Wow. Do you guys believe that they could potentially, especially as technology advances and we can look deeper and deeper into the oceans, that they might eventually find more wreckage or any wreckage? Have they found any? I I would think. I would think it's got to be. I mean, planes don't just like totally do dissolve. They? Yeah, we thought or that, do but, they? but yes, last year another plane, a plane literally disappeared with like fifty people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, remember totally. what was yeah. that? The, was the Malaysia. Malaysia yeah. So like, yeah. no trace, you know, no trace. It's it's straight up aliens. Yeah, I think they'll find that. A, yeah. the ocean is a crazy place. The ocean is a pretty crazy place. Yeah. Oceans yeah. are yeah. just nightmare. They're nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> They're what nightmares are made of. There's nothing I hate more than the idea in of the, the ocean. ocean. Wow. Like Bold statement that's, yeah. from across the table. <laughs> that's that's I didn't know about Noonan's alcoholism, though. So now I'm just like picturing him in the back of the plane drinking. <laughs> She's like, where do I go? I and he's know. like, what? He's like, would you like another whiskey, sweetheart? It's like, absolutely left. not. <laughs> no left. No left. No. <laughs> Um, I, I do like the one where he left to go off with Fred, though. Like, if they fell in love and, like, she didn't want to be in the celebrity light anymore. Uh, and, like, yeah. uh, and I promised Kristen I'd try to bring up Star Trek. So there is actually <laughs> a episode of Star Trek Voyager called the 37s. You did where, it. Mark the minute. Where they, I know, <laughs> uh, where they find Amelia Earhart. And it turned out what? that she was abducted by aliens and brought to the other side of the galaxy. Yeah. Which is other another show, another moment in my life that really got me into Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Mad yeah. prop Star Trek. Yeah. That yeah. is great. <laughs> Which was. It, oh, go ahead. No, this is. <laughs> it was just cool because Star Trek Voyager also has like the first female captain. So her yeah. Captain Janeway's obsession with Amelia was like so like it's spot really on. Cool. So that episode was like her meeting the most important person, and like you know she was like, I could never be where I am today if it wasn't for you. Oh my god, I'm gonna go home and watch it. Yes, that's beautiful. That's be so okay. weirdly touching. It's the first episode of season three, I believe. Everyone, watch it. 
Yeah. <laughs> all of you <laughs> who the 37. didn't write down, you were all supposed to write down your affirm- what you liked about yourself and say it out loud to you last week. This week, you got to go watch that episode <laughs> of Star Trek and we'll know if you don't. And still give yourself an affirmation. And another still affirmation. Yeah, and yeah. it's shot by the canyon, the... That caves, the caves by the oh, Bronson, Bronson Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that's the, I believe that's the area where they they find it. Such her. a Eddie, are you like <laughs> the guy fun. that knows a fact about everything? I <laughs> like love you Star, Star Trek. Trek. Oh man, you have amazing Kristen knowledge. Kristen is also a massive Star Trek fan. I love I, it. I am. I don't know a lot of facts, but I love it. <laughs> so, uh, what are you guys gonna tell us once more? What you're gonna sing? Um. What is the title of this song? I'll, I'll call it Maybe I'm in Love. Maybe I'm in Love. I think of I'm not in love is what I would and, the, and this is when George speaks to his reflection. Yeah. And vice versa, his reflection speaks to George. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, I may or may not know it to a guitar. We'll yeah, see what happens. We'll see what it, we'll, we'll we, figure it out. And Excellent. I may or may not know it on guitar. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. So Amelia just, so they've been fundraising money for uh, her first solo trip and they have all this money and so this like, is when she's determined to be like no I'm fucking doing it my no, way no I'm gonna do it my way right and so then they're talking and he's like into her but he's trying to play it really cool mm-hmm. and then she leaves and then he's on stage <laughs> here should we push this back that's mm-hmm. good do you want to use my mic scooch back. well we want to hear the guitar yeah. too yeah, yeah. The guitar we'll too get it we had, uh, we had music, musicians on before and it sounded yeah. great so. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm also using my CVS extra care card because I forgot a guitar pick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a, little, uh, a little trick for those people. Who doing cards. things right. Um, ready? Yeah, let's give it a okay, shot. Okay, let's try it. She's just a product to me. There's nothing I really care about. Only using her to make money. I'll give her the platinum and then I'm out. But she's kind of annoying with her cute smile and sexy laugh. Oh. And how she always loves my best of the world. <laughs> Here you go. Okay. Georgie, I can't be sure, but maybe I think you're so in love. No, I'm not in love with her. <laughs> She's just some money maker, I don't care about her crashing down. I'm only here to exploit her, not to know that her favorite color is brown. (laughs) And she's kind of annoying with her cute smile and sexy laugh. (laughs) And how she always smells like airplane fuel, man, I love the smell of airplane fuel. Georgie, I can be sure, but maybe. No, I'm not in love. I think you are in love. Okay, maybe a little in love. I'm not supposed to care. I'm supposed to be a dick jerk. A dick jerk, that's two times a jerk. I can't fall in love. Cause she's a mystery, but not a mystery to me. It's possible I've been acting like a stupid prick. A stupid prick, that's two times a dick jerk. That's four times a jerk. Oh. I think I'm in love, I think I'm in love, with her cocky attitude, 
and her optimistic mood. I think I'm in love. I think I'm in love. But I may never see her again. Well, Georgie, <laughs> this time I'm sure you'll see her again. She's so in love. Yes, I am in love. Yeah. I'm so That was flawless. Yeah, that's why Manny is now that we're not up, Let's do the song. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love it so much. Well, we really put you on the spot, but that was so that was great. awesome. Ooh. I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Good show. job, guys. Yeah. We will be having uh, an album uh, on sale for the show as well. So we have a full cool. album with all the songs recorded. And we're like the go. real deal. Yeah. I want to do a little shout out too because I think Aww. that the music for the show is like actually so beautiful. Yeah. It's like the whole score is so good. Aww. It's like damn catchy tune. It's really man. catchy and it's so sweet but it's also really funny. Like one of the funniest songs is like I don't the one that Heather sings that Heather and I do together is like I, I want to do the Oh, oh, I'm in love with the sky. I'm in love with the sky. Like makes me like when we're singing it, it makes you cry. But it's so funny and great. <laughs> and you did oh, all of the school. Like you wrote all the songs, mm -hmm. and then for the album, didn't you play all the instruments? Yeah, I did everything except for drums. Oh, I mean, sorry, except for piano. Except for I, did, I did drums. That's all I can actually did play. Greg did the piano. Greg did the piano. Our director, <laughs> Greg Smith. Yeah. Yeah, Greg music. Smith. I, I. Oh, he's I, great. He's yeah. great on the piano yeah. too. Greg yeah. is also like. He helped really figure things out with the songs. Mm -hmm. We have one of the songs uh, are called the 99s. And the 99s is a uh, group that organization still exists today. It's an organization of female pilots. And it was founded by Amelia Earhart and a bunch of other female uh, pilots in, in the uh, 30s and early tw late 20s, 30s. Um, and the, the, the reason it's called 99s because they were like, they called out for anyone who's a female pilot to come show up at this meeting, and 99 of them showed up in the entire <laughs> country. Wow. So that's why it's called 99. Still exists. You can donate to them because they have a bunch of cool organizations to get like people, females and males, interested in flying to yeah. learn from them. But anyways, we have a song called the 99s, which is like kind of the uh, an Andrews Sisters kind of song yeah, that's sure. got that old classic yes. sort of four part harmonies. Yeah. And that song I got like. It was uh, definitely like, you know, Greg helped to really nail down the harmonies for that. And Kristen's yeah. in that song. And it, it's just, they do such an amazing job. It's, it's like one the of coolest. my many roles. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I the love many it. faces I the wear. The many faces of Kristen. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you've written a romantic musical about romance for many things. Romance for aviation, romance for the sky, mm -hmm. romance for humans. I like it. I love romance. love. <laughs> <laughs> I love love. <laughs> That's why I have to pick up my fiance at LAX tonight at 1 a.m. Adorable. Well, I'm glad you brought up the 99s because Amelia did a lot of other fantastic shit during her life. Um, she wrote best-selling books 
uh, based on her flying experiences. Um, she became a visiting faculty member at Purdue at, um, as an advisor to the aeronautical engineering and a career co- counselor to women students. She was a member of the National Women's Party and a supporter of the Equal Rights Amendment. Um, do you guys know much about her feminism during her lifetime, if that's something she was ac- actively identifying with, or if that's something we've kind of seen as history has evolved? Hmm. Um, uh. she, first of all, I don't agree with feminism. <laughs> oh, back to that. <laughs> Also, uh, P.S. George was a money monger, uh, and I yeah. feel like he maybe was like, girl, you're going to write books. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's, that's, that is part of it, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, he's yeah, getting her to do his ass stuff, right? Yeah, we kind of addressed that in the show a bit, where like, she, she, he, grabbed, he gets her to do these book tours so that they can raise money and make money off of it, cueing the song where he realizes, he thinks he's just using her for money, yeah. which is really then he realizes, no, I actually care about her, and I want her to succeed in this. So that's sort of him switching into his, like, you know, arguing with himself. Um, so the question of feminism <laughs> for her, I feel like she... Uh, just, I don't know if she was, uh, I, I mean, I can't speak for her. I don't know from what I've researched, maybe she wasn't like actively trying to do it. She was just n- knew that that's who she was. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, but I do know that she had an obsession with a lot of strong female, uh, like, uh, influencers in the past. Like, so she, when she grew up, she had like, she used to collect photographs of uh, of strong females in history and and learn about them and buy their books and learn about them and that's uh, and that's she actually learned how to fly from one of the first female aviators ever and wow. so, so she had a lot of like that sort of influences and I don't know if that's tied to because her father was like a huge alcoholic mm. and so they moved around a lot eventually to a point where her mother actually uh, left her husband and took Amelia and her sister and they just left because they were like fuck this and they moved to Chicago when they were living in like uh, I don't know Missouri or something wow or Kansas and um, so she grew up with a very strong uh, mother f- female figure so uh, maybe that just came to her as like the norm mm-hmm. of like to stand up for yourself and uh, yeah, so maybe that's how it e- e- uh, organically evolved. Um, yeah, it's interesting, like, I think watching the characterization that's, like, written and, like, in the show, I feel like the vibe is kind of more or less that she's just doing what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's an interesting thing. Because, like, even with, like, the stuff about, like, making her write books or doing these book tours and things like that, I think that at the end of the day she's doing them because she knows she wants to get money to do the things she wants to do. And so I think that that's a neat way that the way, like, you know, both of those characters can exist and have their own wants, but, like, she's not, like, being forced into anything. Like, she's not, she seemed to be, at least in the show, like, aware of what she needed to do to accomplish what she wanted. So she wasn't like, I just want to fly. Don't make me sell books. She was (laughs) like, yeah, let's do this thing and, like, let's make something meaningful. I want to teach and I want to reach out to other women and I want to, like, be, you know, a bigger sort of presence. She was, like, practicing feminism without really needing to preach it. Right, She was just, the way she was living was... Leading by example. Yeah, yeah there yeah. we go. Yeah, some of her quotes are that way too, as yeah. I think about it. Where she's, it kind of feels like her quotes are more like, 
like uh, the the weird translation would be like, yeah, obviously women should get paid the same amount as men. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 You or she'll like say like, yeah, you can do it. Even if Amanda, you can still do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's her, her, her personality. Yeah. She says it more eloquently, but still. There's one here. A woman who can create her own job is the woman who will win fame and fortune. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It's like her pragmatism and stuff is, like, so attractive. I think that's, like, at the heart of their relationship, mm-hmm. at least in our show, of, like, George and Amelia's, like, I mean, it's lots of stuff, but it's just, like, you know. You can't argue with it. It just makes yeah. total sense. It like kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. It's just like, why would you not be a feminist? Yeah, it just like literally just doesn't make sense. And when right when I'm originally writing the show, I didn't start it saying it was going to be anything related to feminism. Like I didn't go in that direction specifically. It's not like I wanted to write a feminist show. And it's not like when I learned about Amelia at the Smithsonian, I wasn't like this will be a great feminist show. I just started writing it, and then that's when I realized that there's a lot of cool feminism, um, you know, details in mm-hmm. this, and that she was actually this huge feminist icon. Where you you don't really think that when you mm-hmm. think of Amelia Earhart, you think of aliens. So, uh, <laughs> but lady aliens. aliens, you think Star Trek? Yeah. Totally, Star Trek you think of Star Trek. So <laughs> let's get back to Star <laughs> Trek. Yeah. 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 So Kristen got to hang out with LaForge and Data the other day. Oh, God, oh that's amazing. I don't know what that means. Uh, Kristen's Star Trek uh, Next Generation. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to like have you back and do like an episode on the on feminist characters in Star Trek. Oh my God! Oh, my God. oh yeah. Can I come and watch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should, you guys should both come and talk about that. That would be so cool. Yeah. I uh, Voyager is also my very favorite show, like of the Star Trek. So it's kind of, it seems to be a pattern in my life that there's like strong female. That's a, that's that. amazing mm-hmm. that you're attracted to doing stories like that. Did you write this pre-election or post-election of forty five? I wrote this uh, right in that on that. Right cusp. In that cusp. It was two thousand fifteen to sixteen yeah. December, so yeah. January. So. But that wasn't any trigger for it. Like I said, like I, that was just the story of Amelia. And then I'm like, oh, huh, there's a lot of feminist stuff in this. <laughs> and that seems to be the direction it's going. And that's why I was like, make all female cast makes it a little more. It's like the most beautiful way to r- realize that, I think. I don't know. It's just there's something like really beautiful to me about just being so entranced with a person's story and then realizing after that, oh, wait, this is a feminist thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. 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 Could go bad, though. It's like, oh, I'm really into that. Oh, oh wait, he's Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. That's he was so is. good until the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> the whole thing. That, that thing. Yeah. Do you dig into her relationship with uh, Jack Jacqueline, who was her rival and then her friend at all? Not really. No. No. No, because yeah. uh, no, I, uh, I mean, if we expanded into a... Long, like right now we're about a 50 minute show if it's larger then yeah we'd have to hit some of those things there's also some sort of history that she was with another guy besides George and kind of no. like going back <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> probably will be played by Kristen pin <laughs> 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 you two against each other to get another mustache <laughs> and then she will sing a song and you'll be her I'll reflection be your yeah <laughs> How many people are playing Amelia? Just one or multiple people? Uh, one. 
Just one. Yeah, yeah. Heather Woodward plays okay. Amelia, who I worked with on Tanya. She played Nancy Kerrigan. Awesome. Um, and she's wonderful. And yeah, so she she's just plays that role for the whole show. And um, Muriel also plays uh, an oh, old yeah. old man with a beard. That is a pretty fun one. Yeah. We play a bunch <laughs> of like hateful old men in the club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kristen and I do that one. Yeah, a, come check out show. that opening number. It's worth it's it. It's pretty <laughs> good. It's, it's so good. funny. It's so stupid. They do a lot of cool improvising too. That's just like comes. It's the just acting like dumb old rich men from the twenties, <laughs> oh and it's so it. funny. So how can people in Los Angeles <laughs> see this excellent musical? Good question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, the show is going to be at the Rockwell uh, um, Tables and Stages, or Stages and Tables. On Vermont and Los Feliz. <laughs> yes, on Vermont. I think right by my house. Come by say hi. Oh, hi. Cheers. What's your address for the public? Chris <laughs> <laughs> um, could walk there, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, uh, February 18th. Uh, that's Sunday, February 18th, next Sunday. And February 20th, the Tuesday. So right on both sides of President's Day. So if you really want to get back to the president, come see the show. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and you can get tickets on rockwell-la.com. There are also tickets, discount tickets on Gold Star still Hello. available. It's like 50% off on Gold Star. So if you go to goldstar.com and log in, you can uh, sign up and you can just, it's free to sign up. I think you can go through Facebook mm-hmm. and um, just look up Earhart more than a fucking mystery or look up <laughs> the Rockwell and you can see all the shows and they're like 50% off. So. I have to admit, yeah. I went on today, I looked up the Rockwell and I didn't find it. But when oh, I put in Amelia... Oh, okay, cool. Right oh, perfect. So um, try that. Okay. Also, if you're familiar with the Rockwell and you do see stage uh, shows there and you love it, this price point is really nice. It's a lot cheaper than a lot of the shows. I think mm. right now, like, I tried to get a ticket to go see a show and I think it was like $50 or something like that. Yeah. And it's yeah. such a fun up. venue yeah. to yeah. go to. I love seeing shows there. Jeff just Goldblum a very plays there a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. He plays it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not from LA, it's a very cult, like almost has like a cult following because people create these amazing musicals there. Every time I've been, I've had a great time. So, yeah. You sit at little tables, you have your drinks, you have your appetizers. Drinks, their foods are pretty good. It's a good good. night, man. Yeah. I have a cheese board. It's a good night. Yeah. A glass of wine. Delicious. I really had a good time. I honestly feel like the people that were meant for Broadway who somehow ended up in LA all gravitate towards that place. Like all the the talent does. So, they absolutely, a lot of people that, uh, have been on Broadway, have performed there. They mm-hmm. did all those for the record shows. That's so there's right. been a yeah. lot of like Broadway oh, talent yeah. at, mm-hmm. yeah. at the Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's very exciting. You guys are there. So if people go, there's a possibility like they might get to see it additional times beyond this, you're hoping? or Yeah, we're probably going to yeah. be doing the Fringe Festival this year. Cool. Uh, um, that'll be in, in uh, we're figuring that out. So. Yeah. And if you're not in LA, is there any way to get the soundtrack? There will be after the shows. Uh, I, it'll be most likely on iTunes and Spotify. Cool, cool. Uh, after the shows, so we'll Amazing. keep you Clem's updated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let you know. When so, if Amelia were alive today, we're just in her time. What was some good advice she gave to women of all ages, or, or men. men, or yeah. uh, just advice? <laughs> um. Well, first of all, Amelia is alive today in our hearts. Yeah. Um, I think she's already said pretty much everything that she would say now. So she would say, keep doing what you're doing. Believe in yourself. 
and don't worry about failing. Get out there and fail. Get out there and fail, yeah. I love that because I'm so good at failing. (laughs) Oh, same. If if you can fail a hundred times, then it's better than succeeding once. I just made that up right now. That's beautiful. (laughs) I love that. It's harder to fail. I have a couple of quotes here. Preparation, I have often said, is rightly two-thirds of any venture. Ding. Adventure is worthwhile in itself. Mm. Excellent. It is far easier to start something than to finish it. Boy, do I know that with every book I've tried to read in the last five years. The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You can do anything you decide to do. You can act, change, and control your life and the procedure. The process is its own reward. Yeah. I mean, she's like dishing it out. Yeah. No wonder she wrote books. It was all her, not Georgia. Take it back. I love how, like, <laughs> to the point, like, all nothing's flowery about her language. She's like, bah, 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 yeah. like, drop out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a really, it's a, it's super empowering to think about. Yeah. Um, do you guys, I know you're, like, a, 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 a hodgepodge of the cast. Do you guys have one more song you would like to sing? Is that possible with who is here now? No worries if not, but if not uh, any top is. forty hit you'd like to say. Yeah. <laughs> There's the opening song and it's I don't know if I know that. And Do you know the third man? I, I think she I was might. just in Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did oh. you hear about that? <laughs> <laughs> you give it a shot, but Oh, we're gonna attempt to do the try old man. We can try know, it. I'll fucking I don't do anything. See, well, this I, might be a train wreck because we're missing one person. And, no, no but pressure. Told but us if you, to I fail. Just, I'll sing along with. La, la, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how it goes? We'll just summon her ghost. Amelia, would you like yeah. to sing, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is in the if spirit. If it goes awry, we'll, we'll snip this out. Oh, perfect. This is in the spirit of failure, you guys. Totally yeah, come on. Well, we're not going to cut this out. We're going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> no fear. Look at us, warts and all. Yeah. <sighs> I might just try to sing all the words. Just see yeah. this. We can try to cover just the third go for part. It. Let's just do it. <laughs> God. Right, yeah. We'll try to give it a shot. Well, that could then yeah. It's I, funny. I, it's funny, though. Okay. Um, what were you going to say? No, no. I, I've never... I mean, so I wrote the songs, but I don't play them. <laughs> Greg plays them, and I play drums for the show. Cool. Sweet. So I always up, have babies. a hard time. I've recorded all the instruments, so that's why I'm like, oh, I think I know it, because I recorded it all, but I don't If you know. just want to hum yeah. it. <laughs> 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 I shot for peacocks. about this Earhart girl. Earhart girl or the flying girl? Yes, the one who has flown across the Atlantic. How romantic. Oh, the flying girl. What's next? You gotta fly around the world. Oh, please. Is she trying to be a man? She has to be a pilot man because it's a fact that planes were only made for men. Oh, my. It's true. She's a mystery. A mystery? Every girl's a mystery. I don't know who is he, but he's a he and she's a her, so he is better than that's for sure. I don't believe it. No! It's a shame. She thinks she can play in our game. Well, she will disappear in history. And she will always be 
A mystery to me. Did you hear she wears her hair short? Hair short? Like a pixie cut? Let's just say I have more hair beneath my waist. No disgrace. I took a glance. What's next? You're gonna start wearing pants. Oh, please. Women can't do what we can do. And we won't do what they should do. Don't they know? Women can't breathe up in the sky. Oh, my. It's true. They're a mystery. Mystery? Every girl's a mystery. Every time I talk to them, I freak out and I run the other way. <laughs> I don't believe it. Ah! It's a shame to think they can play in our game. Well, she will disappear in history. And she will always be a mystery to me. To me. To me. To me. To me. How do they always know what we're thinking? And how do they walk around with such tiny bones? And where <laughs> does the milk go when they're not having a baby? And speaking about babies, like, how does that happen? <laughs> I don't they know how love works. I don't know how to please a woman. I don't know how to love Maybe I'll stick to men. I am terrified of women. I am terrified of women. I don't believe it. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> we can't control our game. Well, we can buy happiness with money. And she will always be a woman I could never please. Yes, she will always be <laughs> a mystery to me. <laughs> what key was that? Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. <laughs> Wrong key, I think. That's no key I've ever sung that song in. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> we covered that third part pretty like hit, the, hit the volleyball around. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I think it was like capo up or something, right? I, I forget. Oh, okay. I found. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> Sorry, I was pushing your limits. It was that so was amazing. Please come to the show and see it. In the proper key. Yeah. You guys, I'm so excited. It's your show. I'm so excited Manny, to see your it. music is so lovely. Oh, so lovely. It really is. Like, well, they, they really oh. bring it to life. So. Yeah, and you guys are so talented. Yeah. So talented. Thanks for being here. This has been such a delight. Um, so everybody, go see uh, the Amelia Earhart at the Rockwell. We'll, there'll be a link in the show notes. Yes, we'll just tell you how to cool. get your ticks. Check it out. And then Check hopefully they can update us whenever you can buy that uh, the music because we'll we have like a lot that. of listeners not in Los Angeles so cool. definitely let us know well, um, Manny can just throw his address out there and everyone yeah, can write him a letter yeah, and he can send great. one in the mail yes, yes. one great. by one uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah also your phone number <laughs> and your social security number <laughs> yeah. my social security number is my phone number <laughs> 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 it's a weird coincidence this has been the best you guys uh, um, listeners you've been listening to Welcome to the Clambake in case you weren't sure that's what you've been listening yeah, to yeah you got really confused <laughs> in there um, as 
always, you can uh, call us now. Yeah, I'm, I was just like, Angel's oh, going to pull up the phone up number because we don't have it memorized yet because we just launched our hotline, but we want to hear from you uh, about your feminist follies, your triumphs, just like what you're what you're up to. Just leave us a freaking message. We've gotten real weird ones so far. Yeah. We'd love some more. So <laughs> can't wait to hear them. Let me walk you through this, though. You're going to have to say your name, then it's going to put you through to another thing, and then you leave us your message. Yeah, it's okay. Google Voicemail. Google voicemail. Google voicemail. Someone, ahem, Lauren, <laughs> tester, got really confused. You can leave Google a message. It's 2018. That's, That's the so year. Hard. I had to think about that. Yeah. So the number is, <laughs> thought, nope, That's wrong. 657-243-3789. What's that number? That is uh, 657-243-3789. Or do what you normally do and write us on Instagram, which is where most people write us. Um, We'd rather hear hear your voice because we'll play it on the podcast. Upcoming topics that we're going to be talking about. We'd love your opinions on... Body positivity. Yeah. If you have anything you want to say to the great Aaron Gibson. Yes. Aaron will be on soon. Also, if you want to talk about um, feminist characters you love or hate on television. We want to hear it all. Or anti-feminist characters you love or yeah. hate on television. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, that, see, that's it. Other stuff. We're going to be talking about other stuff, too. I can't Aaron Gibson. That's going to be a treat. Um, She's the best. I know. Clam, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. We love